Hey, it's Dr. Chelsea, and for all my dance coaches out there, this episode is brought to you by the Dance Coach Membership Releve, a community for dance coaches on the rise. This community is open for new members, and it's designed to help you create a team of committed, hardworking dancers that are a true pleasure to coach every day. I've learned a lot by coaching other coaches over the years, and one thing I know is that we need clear action plans and a support network around us. So I created a membership to help all of the dance coaches out there who want to rise up and make a difference for their team. Head over to chelseaparati.com slash membership to learn more about how to join us inside the Dance Coaches Membership, where you get all the support and guidance and find a new level of joy and success in coaching. That's chelseaparati.com slash membership. Okay, and if you are a dance coach, you're going to want to stick with me for today's episode. I'm talking about the five lessons that will change the way you think about Dance Team Nationals. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. Throughout my consulting career, I've had the privilege to travel to a few different national dance team championships as a mental skills consultant or a judge, and sometimes as a spectator who simply loves watching dance competitions. It's usually a whirlwind of travel, but it also means I have a great time with some of my friends from all over the country. On my way home recently, I really started to think about what these trips to the national championships mean to the dancers and the coaches who are competing. I know how much time and energy goes into competing, as well as the hard work on the back end from judges and the companies who run the event. So what is it all for? I decided that there are five lessons that really hit home for me this year, and I hope at least one of them resonates with you too. So these are my five lessons that will change the way you think about Dance Team Nationals. And this may be one of those episodes that you choose to play for your dancers. And if so, please share away. Number one, don't let the fear of disappointment hold you back. When I talk to coaches who are preparing for nationals, they are often struggling with dancers who are not as motivated as the coach was hoping for, and dancers who are maybe acting lazy or just don't seem as invested in the competition as they should be. I believe the dancers aren't acting very motivated because they don't want to be disappointed. In my experience, the, quote, lazy ones are afraid to put it all out there and not get what they're hoping for. They're holding back. But what's actually happening isn't laziness. It's a fear of failure. And a fear of failure is really actually a fear of shame. In psychological terms, there's a big difference between shame, guilt, and regret. Guilt comes if you feel bad about your actions. You feel guilty for something you did. Regret comes from feeling bad about a lack of effort, that you didn't put enough into it. But shame is the worst because it triggers you to feel bad about yourself. You did something that makes you feel like a bad person. And that distinction is really important. If you think your dancers might be holding back because they don't want to be disappointed, then sit down and talk to them about what's really holding them back. 
Hopefully they don't feel any guilt right now, but remind them that they don't want to feel guilty if their actions now of being lazy or holding back end up hurting them later. Do they fear regret? Are they worried about giving it everything and then having it not happen for them? Then actually, the more effort now is the answer. That allows you to come off the floor with no regrets, right? There's no regret if you gave it everything. So you have that sense of no regret and this amazing accomplishment of a well-done routine that you're proud of, regardless of the standing at the end of the competition. More than likely, the dancers are holding back because they fear failure. And that means they're afraid of feeling shame. If you see this in your dancers, I encourage you to push back on that fear a little bit. See if they admit that's what's going on and normalize the emotion. You can affirm for them that it's normal to have a shameful reaction, but there's actually nothing to be ashamed of if they've worked hard and done their best. They may regret not putting in the effort or feel guilty about a bad decision that hurt their team, but there is never anything to be ashamed of. Reiterate that competing and putting a routine on the floor that was just okay, knowing you could have done better, evokes guilt, and it is way worse than giving it everything you have and falling short. There's no shame or no guilt in that. So help your dancers take ownership of that fear and focus on what you can control. My longtime listeners know control the controllables is a big personal mantra for me, and this is another time when it's relevant. If you focus on what's in your control and put forth full effort, there's no room for shame or regret, and there's no reason to hold back. Remember the self-pride that comes with performing under the lights and nailing it with your team. It's worth every bit of fight and commitment that that takes. Lesson number two is that you are in control of your experience. I don't think many dancers approach nationals with the idea that they control the experience they're about to have. They leave for the airport thinking, I hope we have a great time. I'm nervous it won't turn out how we want. But this line of thinking is missing the whole point. Your attitude, how you deal with weird issues that come up or how you handle challenges and conflict, how you talk to your teammates, how much stress you experience, it's all within your control. Sure, there's stuff that's not in your control. You can't control the judge's opinions, the order of the competition, or anyone else's actions. But you can control whether it's fun, stressful, positive, or memorable. Don't spend time worrying about the things out of your control, but focus on what is in your control, how you interpret circumstances, how much you focus on the positive of your time there. Your experience is truly up to you. Lesson number three. In the end, competition is about the people, not the hardware. No matter how it ends up, your experience at nationals, or any competition for that matter, is about the people on this journey with you. It's about your journey. It's about your story with all of the people around you as the key players. It's not about the trophies or rankings, placements or accolades. And sure, those things are nice, but in the end, we don't tend to remember exactly where we placed years later. But we do remember the memories we made with the people on the journey with us. Focus on the people in your circle, the other humans who want connections and need your friendship. Make memories, be silly, work hard. Put something on the competition floor that you're immensely proud of, but don't make it about the hardware because that doesn't last. The people do. Lesson number four, live in the moment, not in the past or the future. It's so easy to get caught up in what's coming next. 
Maybe you have two routines with only 45 minutes in between. What happens if we don't make finals? How will I feel after my final performance as a senior? There's a lot of emotions. And it's equally simple to get caught up in worrying about the past. I can't believe I made that mistake. I should have eaten a better breakfast. My stomach is a mess. I wish I had talked to coach about this beforehand. Our dancers can easily get caught up in something that's already happened. But the real challenge is staying present in the moment. And I think at big competitive events, that's even harder. At a recent national championships, I often heard side conversations as dancers were sitting around me or walking around the venue, talking about what they were worried about either coming up later today or complaining about yesterday. But none of that will serve you. So just as you want to stay in the moment of each count as you dance, fight to stay in the present moment of the whole event. Only worry about what's in your control and find the joy in the little moments. They'll be gone all too soon. And lesson number five, don't compare your year two with their year 10. Whenever a team is doing exceptionally well, and sometimes it feels like they came out of nowhere, I usually hear a lot of jealousy. We want to find a reason that they're successful and we aren't. If you define success as hardware, then of course, go back to number three. I hear dancers and coaches alike talk about how that team must have had a big budget for trainers and choreographers or oh, how they must have this administration who supports them and we don't get that, or they have a whole team of coaches behind them. I've heard them say, I heard they have a dedicated dance room, so they never get kicked out of their practice space. Or they practice 30 hours a week, that's crazy. And maybe those things are true, and many of them probably aren't. But what's more accurate is the team has probably put in 10 solid years under the radar doing the work. The whole program has been building up to this and slowly improved and worked their way up. They didn't actually come out of nowhere. So if you are in your two or three and you look up to these you know, big teams and think, we'll never have what they have, so we'll never make it, then stop and consider the backstory. You don't know every team's history, what they've been through, or their story of effort and dedication. So don't look at those teams you admire and compare where you are now to where they are now and forget what they had to do to get there. Just like we do on social media, it's easy to look at someone's Instagram and think they have it all together and it's all so easy for them. I guarantee it's not. And it probably hasn't been easy for years. They are just now stepping into the limelight and it looks like it happened overnight. So don't compare your year two with someone else's year 10. Everyone makes progress at their own rate and you don't know everyone else's story. You only know your story. And I hope it's a story you remember to be proud of. So those are my thoughts and lessons after traveling to a few national championships lately. And I hope it gives you some food for thought. Maybe you'd even like to have your dancers listen in. It's a good message for them. So again, please share. And if you have another coach in your circle who you think might also benefit, that would really help me out. Go ahead and share it with your other coaches that you know might benefit. My goal is to help you bring your mindset back to the purpose of competing and the value you truly get out of it. Because if we lose the value, we get sucked into this pretty ugly world. And I want you to stick around and keep coaching so that you can continue to share your passion for dance with the world.